Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host Sri Ayer. Startups. We have thus far heard from Sri T V Mohandas Pai and a few others who are serial entrepreneurs who have started and incubated many startups. Today we look at startups from the other side when the product is done and it is being introduced to the audience, markets. Uh, how it needs to be uh, growing and be in people's minds and hearts. Let's listen to Suhail Say, a uh, an expert at branding and uh, how he is looking at the startup ecosystem because India is now at the cusp of taking off on many such startup ventures. What are the challenges? How things are playing out and how he sees this whole ecosystem? Suhail, Namaskar and welcome to P Guru's channel. Thank you, Sri. Thank you for having me. Uh, as you rightly said, people like Mondas Pai and many others have been great supporters of the startup system. The startup system has also found great support in leading and honorable industrialists, people like Ratan Tata, or people, you know, now family offices are getting involved. What gave this entire movement a tremendous push was the prime minister's initiative and why was that i think what had happened was under dr manmohan singh when the national skills development corporation launched its skilling india movement we discovered that india had a sociological barrier that sociological barrier was reflected in matrimonial pages of newspapers believe it or not people were looking for children uh, for marriage who had to my mind or their mind, who had degrees in education. It weren't people who had talent. So one of the concepts at that time was hunar hai to kadar hai. It means if you have talent, there's respect. What the Prime Minister did, Sri, to my mind beautifully was, he enabled a lot of young people to think big, to dream big, and to deliver big. You then started having the startup movement take place. The startup movement gained steam. The startup movement got wings. There were people willing to invest. There were people willing to take a risk. You see, we moved from a from a risk-averse society to a risk-taking society in large parts. But then what happened was you had a situation with a particular startup many, many years ago called housing.com. I won't get into the details. I mean, that's in the public domain. So nothing that I'm saying is is dangerously uh, contemptuous. And what was found was, and this was a worrying signal, was that founders began to believe they were owners. Founders are not owners. They are founders. Founders are shareholders like any other shareholder. If Sri Ayer is a shareholder in Apple, his rights and Tim Cook's rights are the same. If Steve Jobs was alive, Steve Jobs' rights and Sri Ayer's rights would be the same. And Sri Ayer, as a shareholder, would be able to question a Tim Cook today or a Steve Jobs then, then why are you doing what you're doing? No company is anyone's private preserve, even if you are a promoter, even if you are a founder. That lesson was not learned then. Sadly, in the last few days, we've been seeing the last few weeks, again, it's in the public domain with Bharat Pay. And there have been issues of deep, deep lack of governance. Governance, to my mind, Sri, is a critical issue which the Prime Minister has also been addressing. India's ease of business ranking is intertwined, codependent on how India treats 
issues of governance, how India treats the independence of boards, how India treats the equanimity and the equality of investigation. We again had a situation where the founder believed that he was bigger than the company that he had co-founded or where the founder still believes that he has been wronged in spite of the fact that it's an illustrious board led by one of the most illustrious people in the world of Indian finance. So my worry as a branding person is this is not good for India. This is not good for the vision of the Indian prime minister. It's not good for other Indian startups. Because please remember, if I'm a Sequoia or a Tiger or a SoftBank, I would worry about investing in Sriyair. Why? Because I'd worry that Sriyair might behave or might go rogue like one or two other founders have and do things that would be untenable in the, in the fitness of any legality. So my advice, therefore, is that startups have to be more responsible. Founders have to be literally like Caesar's wife above suspicion. What we are seeing, however, Sri, is a complete, complete pernicious attempt to not only negate, but to even override issues of transparency. And that's an Indian thing. You know, you and I both know, and we grew up in a time when, you know, we had the Birlas and the Tatas and the all of that. And then you had promoter companies. Promoter companies believed that they could put their hand in the till. The wives would be that, uh, the wives would salt away money. Shopping would go, you know, they would go for laser treatments, beauty parlor. We've seen all that, all of that. You and I have existed through those times. I thought those times were over. I thought entitlement was over. I believed that entitlement should have been over with the onset of transparency and good governance. Sadly, in the, in the most recent cases, we're seeing it's not. It's not over. And this doesn't, to my mind, uh, bode well for any Indian company and more so for startups. Because please remember, Sri, you and I are investing in a company because we believe in that company's potential. We believe in that company's founder. We believe in that company's shareholders. We believe in the company's employees. Tomorrow, if the co-founder or founder or promoter decides to go rogue, how do you think investors are going to feel? Only in one way. They will feel betrayed. Because what have investors done? Ultimately, it's not money. It's trust. You know, it's that old theory of mine. You don't buy a drill. You actually buy a hole. When you go to the market and you ask for a Black & Decker or a Phillips, it's not the drill that you're buying. You're buying the drill because you want a perfect hole in the wall. So when a Sequoia invests, Sequoia is investing in Sri or Sohail because they believe that the businesses that Sri or Sohail are starting are superb businesses. Now, to my mind, if you, if you betray that faith of a Sequoia, why on earth would Sequoia come to you? Why on earth would uh, a Tiger Global come to you or SoftBank come to you? So we are at the crossroads of great uh, a concern in terms of ethics, behavior, and to my mind, the justice system. Now, you cannot have a situation where a founder keeps heaping abuse on everyone. I mean, in the most recent case, the person even abused his, uh, you know, a, a, a relationship manager in a, in a great bank. Again, which is an illustrious bank. It's a great private banking story in India. 
Now, what does the board do? The board takes cognizance. What do you do? You cock a snook at the board. You say to help with you. Who the hell are you? I appointed you. I've made you uh, the chairman. I put you on the board. You're answerable to me. No. The reality of governance must seep in and must seep in quicker than you and I can imagine. When a board is appointed, it is appointed to overarchingly look after the interests of every shareholder. Not just Sri Ayer because he's the founder or Suhail said because he's the co-founder. That realization must dawn upon all founders, all people who are promoting startups. This is not about one individual or two individuals. The fact that you and I are discussing it is because startups are creating a new paradigm in India. Startups are allowing people to think big. Startups are allowing people to dream big. But you're thinking big and dreaming big with other people's money. And when you and I treat other people's money with contempt and disrespect, what we're doing is we're damaging the entire fabric of startup India. We're damaging the entire fabric of aspirational dreams. And we're damaging the role that India can play in the world. It's not important how many unicorns you have. It's very important how ethically you build those unicorns. And that, to my mind, is a great brand leap that India can and must take. Thank you, Suhail. And uh, viewers, for those of you who may not know how startup ecosystems work, typically what happens is it starts with an idea. And that idea would be fulfilling a particular need of the community, of the country, of the world, what have you. It is that that gets valued by venture capitalists and they give you typically what is called as angel investment round which takes them to a point where they can proof of concept it it's, it's at that point you are taking bare bone salaries and you're just you know keeping the lights on getting some talent in and doing the proof of concept at that point then maybe one year or two years into the inception then you get what is called as the series a funding this is what you uh, at that point the vcs are saying look your idea has legs. It has been proven in the market. It seems to have a lot of potential. We trust in you to deliver this. And then this takes, uh, you know, a, a big amount of money comes in and, they, and the VCs want you to spend that money in the right way. So by the time you are ready to kind of go public, you would have done three rounds of investing, Series A, Series B, Series C. Typical numbers are every time you make these major investments, you give up about half of what the company is owned. So if you if you are a founder who started with 100% between angel investment, Series A, Series B, Series C, that is four rounds of investing, you are around 10%. So the, the rest of the thing, the shareholders are the people who believed in your vision and invested in it. So this 10% cannot wag the entire unit. That's what Suhail is saying here, where there is a bit of an attitude adjust, if you will, because the Tatas and the Birlas, these are all, you know, uh, companies that have come from over a long period of time. Startups are totally different. They start from the idea and it's all about execution once the idea has to has been identified as having potential. So help your thoughts on what people with bright ideas need to do. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of comments saying that we need to be able to do manufacturing with FDI and so on and so forth. I kind of have a different opinion because if you look at the companies that are creating all the buzz, these are all the startups. Uh, your ideas, have you read Walter Isaacson's biography of Steve Jobs? I loved it. I loved it. 
In fact, I think it's one of the most definitive works on Steve Jobs. Yes. And please yes. remember, Steve Jobs was not all that happy uh, in the initial, and his family, in fact, his wife even made a comment or two on on the, on the book. But it's a fabulous book. Yes. And and see, yes. see, you're absolutely right. Now to use because this is all in the public domain, so we're not saying anything that no one knows. I mean, right. this whole fracas with Bharat Pay is unfortunate. It's a great company. It has actually cocked a snook at most uh, uh, companies in India. It's a made in India, made for Indians, made with India kind of dream come true. So to my mind, why would anyone want to scuttle it? Why would you want to be so upset that you would want to destroy something that you've created? So and, and, and Bharat is only one example. We've had housing.com before. We'll have many in, in, in future. So my advice is, and there you're right, Ashneer Grover apparently is a topper. He's been to IIM Ahmedabad. He's been to IIT. So it's not that he's lacking in education. But sometimes education does not give you empathy. It doesn't give any one of us empathy. My point is that people like Grover who have created something need to recognize that the cornerstone of any enterprise is only two things. Humility, not hubris, and more importantly, empathy. Because you need to recognize that you are as strong as the weakest link in your organization. For you to come out of the organization, then abuse the organization, abuse people as illustrious as, uh, you know, Rajneesh Kumar, Keshav Handa. I mean, these are good people. Sri, tell me, what will happen if you co-opt me on the board saying, Sohail, I want you on my board. The next day you get out of the company, you're forced out because of whatever, you know, financial, you know, skullduggery, whatever. Then you start abusing me. That's fine. It's between you and me. What signals do you send out to the world? Yes. Apart from your personal insanity, what signals do you send out? You send out the following signals that you can heap abuse on people because currently you sit on an amount of shareholding which ensures you a pot of cash or you can get away because of a sense of entitlement or you've now got the God complex. And this is not only about Grover or about Yadav. It's about all of us. I mean, I could be, uh, you know, guilty of that if I behaved in that particular manner. So my advice is that companies have done remarkably well. What do you what do you tell someone? Let's say I'm working at Bharat Bay or at housing.com and I'm an employee. How would I feel? How would I feel if I was told by people who may be conjecturing, but if I was told by people that look, uh, this person has abused or this person has salted away money or this person has done this or that. What does it do to my focus? But more importantly, what does it do to my trust and my belief system in Narendra Modi's vision of a digital India? In Narendra Modi's vision of a startup India? I'm not letting Sri Ayer down. I'm letting my country down. I'm letting my national aspirations down. I'm letting the ability of my people to dream big in an honest and ethical manner down. I'm allowing myself to play God when actually I'm nothing but a petty thief. How does that work in the in the comedy of nations? You and I both know that a lot of the time and this Modi did and Narendra Modi has done it remarkably. And I don't care. As you know, I don't give a damn about BJP or Congress. 
But one thing you have to grant Modi is he has cleaned up corporate India. Should corporate India go back into the abyss from which it has emerged? Should we go back and sink into the marshlands of corruption from which we have emerged? Should we not celebrate the Bharat Pays, the housing.coms, the Paytms, whoever it is? Instead of celebrating, do we want the people who founded them or co-founded them to set examples of distrust, deceit, disgust? So I'm saying it's not about one particular individual. It's not about Grover or Yadav or Sriyar or Suhail. It's about how India should now prepare. As you rightly said in your topic, how do we create a new paradigm? That new paradigm will have to be mired in honesty. It will have to be driven by ethics and will have to be composed with trust. If these three are missing, you can have the finest idea, but you will still come across as a petty thief. Absolutely, Sahil. And, and I just want to add two things to what you said. And viewers, those of you who are having really good ideas where you think you can change the world, please read uh, about two people. Uh, one is Steve Jobs and his book, Walter Isaacson, is an excellent starting point. And the other one is Elon Musk. To me, these two are outliers. The most important thing about both of them is they have gone to the peaks and then they hit the dumps. They had a peak and then they had a fall. They were completely down and dusted and then they picked themselves up typically by putting their own money where their mouth is and look what they have achieved in this world. This is this is one set. However, 99% of startups have a slightly different model. You know, people who are incredibly intelligent when they are given the reins to the company, granted, they have oodles of cognitive intelligence. However, that doesn't define you as an individual. You have to have social intelligence, civil intelligence, cultural intelligence. There are many such intelligences also. So, if you know, unless you are, you know, also well-versed in these things, I'll give you a simple example. Many of the big, big promoters, such as like Tata's and Birla's and so on and so forth, for the longest time, they could pick the name of somebody who's on the assembly line doing something. They'll have a kind word or two to them. How's your mother doing? How has your daughter gone to, you know, that personal touch absolutely must. That guy will go the extra mile for you. What did you do? All you had to do was to remember who's in which company. So I, I, I give you, uh, let you have the last word, uh, Sohail. And, and this has been a very fascinating uh, share of uh, sharing of thoughts here. See, as I said, for me personally, I'm not an investor. I don't even have a DMAT account. I don't believe in shares. And, I mean, I don't even have that kind of money to invest in. But as a person who has seen brands evolve, who has had the privilege of working with great ethical brands, my worry is why should India allow these people to again slip back into that marshland or into the wasteland of corruption? A, B, if they do, there must be severe legal strictures against them. There must be severe criminal uh, 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 cases against them so that you create examples. You remember, Sri, you very rightly talked about William Isaacson, uh, Walter Isaacson. If you go back into the history of Steve Jobs, he was fired from his own company. Yes. Did he abuse the board? No. He hired the CEO. He hired the CEO who came to uh, Apple and sacked him. Then he went and started Pixar. Then he was brought back by the board. 
today, do you really want to be a Grover-like character who then abuses the board and says, oh, everyone is a rascal, everyone is a scoundrel, I'm the one who brought them, I'm the god. No, it's not needed. And whoever's advising, uh, you know, Grover needs to also recognize it. Not only Grover, I'm saying anyone of this dispensation. Because please remember, if you give respect, you get respect. These are people you've invited onto the board. And you have created value for the company. Everyone respects that. There is no question that Grover has not created value. He's created remarkable value for the company. But then with remarkable value, you need remarkable values. You cannot have a sacrifice of values at the altar of valuation. A, B, you have to recognize that each one of us is accountable. Sri, you and I are both accountable. When we work in, in the corporate world, we are accountable to our shareholders, to our board. When we are in our families, we are accountable to every member of our family. We are accountable to society at large. So my appeal through P Gurus because of, of its enormous reach and its cerebral viewership is, that please come and start up. Please come and be part of the India dream. But don't disrupt the India dream by creating nightmares that needn't exist. Don't do what India has now certainly shaken off. Don't use corruption and entitlement as the pivots of deb debasing people. Don't use arrogance as the modicum of communication. Don't fling mud on people who have led storied lives with great reputation. It'll all come back to bite us. As you and I have discussed on many programs in, in P Gurus, karma will bite you in this lifetime. And it's not about whether karma bites you or not. Ultimately, we all want a good night's sleep. What kind of sleep will I have if every morning I wake up plotting, planning, deceiving and saying, oh, how can I create more disruption? The time for the world, and we are seeing this, whether it's Ukraine, whether it's Russia, this is a time to heal and to move on. This is a time for ideas to build value. This is a time for us to respect values. Why do you think, Sri, people respect the Tatas? Because the value system. Have they made mistakes? I'm sure they have. But you still respect them. Bharat Bay, to my mind, is a Tata in the making, like many others. Forget Bharat Pe, many, many others. We should celebrate that. It's a tribute to India. Why would you want to color that tribute with a sense of entitlement, which has been mired in corruption or in the idea of corruption? And this, you and I are not saying it. It's all in the public domain. You read any newspaper. So I would say in finality, and you know, I know our time is up. I would say that as your name suggests, P Gurus, Gurus and Dakshina were intertwined. Dakshina was given to Gurus because you believed that they added value. They took out their time and they gave you inspirational zeal, both intellectually and otherwise. Imagine startups to be that. The founders should behave like Gurus and not like Dakoids. They should behave with empathy and not with disgust. They should include rather than exclude. And no matter what you say, Sri, ultimately, it's not the size of your wallet. It's the generosity of your heart. And sometimes it's very important for these people to recognize that. What we saw 
or what I saw as a consumer, as a marketing person, as an observer. And I thought we had been, we had passed that, that stage in India with housing.com. When I saw this, it, it actually rankled because I said, oh my God, just when the story is going beautifully, why did we have this disruption? That's about it. Thank you very much, Suhail. And viewers, in case you're wondering why we are talking about startups when there is a war raging around, remember that this is what is going to be the most important thing for India in the years and months ahead. And India's Vishwaguru status is going to be achieved by the success of many of its startups. And and world is changing. Change is constant. And that's where our message is. Thanks for watching. Please do like, share and subscribe to our channel. And Suhail, wonderful listening to your and your thoughts as a branding uh, specialist. And, and let's hope that a lot of people take away the message that we are trying to say. I think you put that message in your uh, uh, concluding remarks. And I'm going to make sure in my tweet and uh, please feel free to do the same thing that you need to watch the thing till the end. It's only 20 plus minutes. It's worth every minute. Thank you very much, Sohail. Namaskar. Namaskar. Thank you, Sri.